we'll be looking at the book of first king first king 11 we're looking at a bit of few chapters and verses as we go along first king chapter 11 28 30 to 31 33 35 to 38 it's just a bit here and there but just to get the story if we're going to give the title the message today to what we're talking about it's trusting god or even personalizing do we really trust him do we really 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 trust him trusting god first king chapter 11 verse 20 here this is a story now the prefix though the beginning of the story is how when after solomon had turned away from god you know after the great and my wonderful thing that god did for him and the promises that god gave to his father david solomon was supposed to be the king that just paved the way so that it's you know generation after in continues but i think in the in whatever it is that he, he was blessed with he, he lost track of what who he was so he turned away from God. He married so many wives that he allowed the blessings to become a cause for him. First King chapter 11 talks about how God was going to take away the promises because they've broken the covenant that he had with, his, with David. Then God raised this man. There's a man, the First King 11, I read. The man Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor. And Solomon, seeing that the young man was industrious, industrious made him the officer over all the labor force, of the house of Joseph. Then Ahijah took hold of the new garment that was on him, this was a prophet of God, and tore it into 12 pieces. And he said to Jeroboam, take for yourself 10 pieces, for thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, behold, I will tear the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon and will give 10 tribes to you. Because you have forsaken me and worship, uh, and worship Asherah, the, god- the goddess of the Sidonians, and the Chemosh, the god of the Moabite, Milcom, the god of the people of Ammon, and have not walked in my ways to do what is right in my eyes, and keep my status and my judgment as did his father David. But I will take the kingdom out of his hand of his son, out of the hand of his son's hand, and give it to you, ten tribes. And to his sons I will give one tribe, that my servant David may always have a lamp before me in Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen for myself. To put my name there, so I will take you, and you shall reign over all your heart desires, and you shall be king over Israel. Then it shall be that if you heed all that I command you, walk in my ways, and do what is right in my sight, to keep my status and my and my commandment as my servant David did, then I will be with you and bid for you an enduring house as I as I built for David, and I will give Israel to you. Now this is a promise that God made to this man. Jeroboam was the son of a widow. He was nobody. He wasn't even in the lineage of David. You know, this was, a, this was God's precious pride, Israel. But because the, the, the promise had been broken, the children of Israel had, had turned away from God. They started worshipping gods of other nations. They'd forgotten who God was. They'd stopped trusting in God. Obviously, that broke the covenant. God had to do something. He won't give his, his precious pearl to the swine, right? So he called this man Jeroboam, who was a, you know, an industrious, hardworking man, and he made him, he told him that, Sid, I'm going to take what I've promised to these people. I'm going to take not one, not two, but ten of the, of the city of, the, of um, Israel. I'm going to take it and I will give it to you. Just to prove a point 
that those who do not turn to me, that who do not keep to, to me, I can take what it belongs to. I can take from them what I've promised. Because there was a covenant with the children of Israel that as long as they seek him, as long as they look to him, as long as they trust in God, he will continue to be their God. He will continue to meet their need. He will continue to sustain them and make them head. But Solomon did something. He turned away from God. You know, so God gave this no person, you know, as Nigerians will say, a non-entity, something precious. He gave him the kingship, the kingdom of Israel, 10 of it. And took just two, actually one, but through the time, through the through the pa- passage of time, it became two. He gave one just to the children of um, of Judah, the, ki- the the kingdom of Judah. God was trying to prove something that all He requires from us. And when I read that story, I was so angry at first Solomon, and I'm like, God, can't. You- God blessed you. God made you such incredible blessings. You know, you didn't have to do anything. There was no more family, um, um, war in your land. There was no struggle that you have to struggle. All you had to do was just develop a relationship with him. And this story made me realize that sometimes in the place of blessings, if we are not rooted and grounded, we lose our focus on God. Because that's in essence what happened. But what will make Solomon, a man that was reverent by you know, the world around, to forsake God is blessings. He stopped trusting God and he began to trust the king, um, the gods of other countries that his wife married. You know, so God called Jeroboam and said, I'm going to make you somebody. I'm, more than that, I'm going to make you another David in the land. All I require from you is to just turn to me. Look to me. Make me your God and I will be you. I'll be your provider. I'll sustain you in all those things. That was a simple task, right? It's, I mean, it's, it's just, I'm going to give you, you know, the prayer we pray. That God will, what was the prayer again? Um, God will take, help us to, cause us to inherit the, I can't remember that, the, I've heard it, that basically what other people have worked for, we will inherit. You know, and that's a prayer point that, that's a, a promise that is in the world. So this was what God wanted to do with Jeroboam. And all it required was for Jeroboam to trust God. Trust that I will do what I say I will do. Now, <clears throat> God was maybe, as I said earlier, God was ready to make him David, another David like him. But all that was required was a trust from him. And trust, we know, is a two-way thing. It comes from, it starts with, well, it's, it's two ways. We have to put our trust in him, our reliance and, and integrity that what he says he will do, he will do. And that way it enables him to do what he says that he will do also in us. So when I looked at into the definition of trust, trust is Using it to uh, explain what we're looking at, trust is the reliance on the integrity, strength, and ability and surety of, in this case, God. It's also the confident expectation in God. You know, it is a hope in God. God was willing to make Jeroboam, who was nobody, nothing, and nothing, into something. All Jeroboam had to do was trust. And that just brought a thought into my mind that how often do I trust God? I say I believe in him and I say that I have faith in him but the essence of all those things embedded, the framework of our faith is trust. If we don't have trust, you know, we can't necessarily have faith in God, you know, because the story of John Brown is a bit of a, of, of a uh, for me it was a bit of a sad story. This was someone that God was, was ready to outshine, shine upon but all he had to do was just trust God. Trust him that what everything that God promised him that he will do, that he will do it. Trust him that that 10 kingdom that God said he will give, he will do it. How often have God given us a word of promises? How often have God told you things about your future, things about your life? And all he says, just trust me. 
have faith that what I say I will do it in I will do it. Our work as a Christian requires us to have faith. The Bible says that faith without work, um, nobody it is impossible to please God without faith. So we know that to 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 please God we have to have faith. But faith also requires trust. We can't faith, we can have faith in someone in God in this case if we don't please Him. But we also know that for trust, for faith to work, we have to trust. We have to trust, you know. It's simple, it's almost often overlooked, but trust is an essential part, part of what God, you know, our relationship with God. And how do we build trust? Because here, God was building trust in Jeroboam. He was telling him what he was going to do. I am going to make you a mighty nation. I'm going to set you up from generation to generation, you know. So trust, if you look at trust in essence, if you separate and dissect trust, trust is like a muzzle is built over time as we exercise like what we did last week um going for the walk for is it a 16 or how many mile walk with or miles that we did if we do it over time we find that it doesn't become as painful but we begin to even enjoy that is how trust is the most we start that journey of just trusting that muzzle of trust begins to be built it begins to be stronger the more we trust god the stronger we become and trust also can be seen like a like a like a tree it's a deep-rooted tree. You know, the deeper the root of the tree, the stronger it is. So that no matter what comes and beat on that trust, you know, it's sustained, it's this enduring. That is how trust in God is. Now, we build trust by feeding our faith. We can have faith. Again, faith is so essential to our relationship with Christ. No one can say they are a Christian or they believe in God without saying they trust in God. Can you see it? But sometimes we need to, we, we have to... Um, Concentrate on that. Look into what, what is it? What is my faith? Am I walking truly in faith or am I just speaking it? Am I actually um, realizing it in my everyday effort? Does my action prove that I, ha- I trust God? Because that's also the way we know. Do we trust God? What we do, like Jeroboam, God promised him all of this thing. All he had to do was trust God. Trust God that everything that he says he will do in our life, he will do it. You know, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. You know, all Jeroboam had to do again was go back into all of the things that God had done for David and see that, oh God, okay, this God that is promising me this thing is more than able to sustain it. So we build trust by hearing the word of God and hearing it often and often. We talked earlier on about how um, being... um, backsliding from our faith. We backslide once we begin to draw away from God. One of the easiest ways is not reading his word or just growing, just, just breezing through his word. You know, there's a way that when we read the word, it gets rooted inside of you. That no matter where you go, that word keeps ringing into you. That is you subconsciously meditating on the word. The word of God, we build faith through trust. We build, we, build faith, uh, we build our trust in the word of God. You know, trust is very essential. If you're going to walk our Christian faith and say that, you know, I'm a sustaining Christian, I'm a Christian, you know, in all the right term of what it means, you know, we have to look at ourselves. Are we, are we building ourselves? Are we building ourselves in trusting God in all that it says we do? You know, because the truth is that it's easy to say it. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I, I, I want, we have, as we progress through life, God is taking us through different seasons in our life. And sometimes where we are right now doesn't necessarily reflect where, we, where he has spoken to us about. It, where we are may be discouraging. It may be disheartening because you're thinking, well, God says that I'm going to be at A. Or right now, I'm at zero. How can I? 
you know, for once, the more we feed on the word of God, the more we allow ourselves to be rooted and grounded in the word, the stronger we become, the empowered that we become. Also, we trust God by renewing our mind. I don't know if there are some times where there are some things that I listen often to, and when I listen to those things, it shifts my mind, it shifts my faith away from where I was, what my faith used to be. So it's very important, according to the word, that the Bible says we should guard our hearts, you know, and we should renew our mind. As we do those things, what we believe begins to be empowered. If we renew our mind with the word of God, with the right thing that we were, with the uplifting words that we hear, it will build our trust, you know, because it's a costly thing when we don't have trust. And that's what I'm going to, because... God promised this man, Jeroboam, that it was going to make him an exceptional um, dynasty. He was going to do something exceptional in his life. All he had to do was trust him. But the guy lost it. You know, and this is where I focusing, we're focusing on. Jeroboam had all that, could, all that was required for him to be like David. Or even to become a better, a, a greater than David. All he had to do was trust God. But in 1 Kings chapter 12, verse 20, it says that, Now it came to pass that when all Israel heard that Jeroboam had come back. So this is when God said putting into place, the, taking the kingdom away from Solomon and his children. It says, Now it came to pass when Israel had heard that Jeroboam had come back, they sent for him and called him to congregation and made him king over Israel. There was none who followed the house of David. David, but the tribe of Judah. So remember, this is a man that God promised. You know, all you have to do is trust me. What happened next was that without him doing anything, these promises were begin to come into manifestation. The people saw him, they called him to be their king. And Jeroboam, so after they, they made him king, then Jeroboam said in his heart, in his heart, now the kingdom may return to the house of David. If these people go up to offer sacrifice in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then the heart of the people will turn back to their Lord, Rehoboam, king of Judah, and they will kill me and go back to Rehoboam, king of Judah. Therefore the king asked advice, made two calves of gold, and said to the people, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Here are your gods, O Israel, which brought you up from the land of Egypt. And he set up, and set up one in battle, and the other one he put in Dan. Now this thing, became, this thing became a sin for the people went to worship before him. So all this man had to do was one thing. Just trust God and every single promises will unfold. Just as David did. But what did he do? He tried to fulfill his own, the promises of God through his own way. And for me that shifted, that made me realize that. Though he heard that, he wanted to be king, but he didn't really realize, believe that God could make him king. You know, what would make him begin to create an idol? The very thing that Solomon and his children did that turned them away from God. What would make him lack trust in God that God can do what he says we can do? Often we find ourselves taking actions in fulfilling what it is that God has told us to do. Instead of all, instead of all that we need to do is just stay put and trust him. You know, Jeroboam decided to take the action into his own hand. He decided to make an idol, an idol so that the children of Israel would not go back to the kingdom. But God had told him, I'm, going, this, I'm giving you this. You know, so sometimes we have to check ourselves. How are we in our own little way 
trying to walk what God has said he's going to do. God has given us the promises, several promises. Are we trying to fix it for our, by ourselves or are we just trusting him? Yes, there are things that we have to do through the journey of his fulfilling his promises. I'm not, I'm not focusing on that. But I'm saying in the things that he's told us to do, just wait. Trust that I'm going to do it. You know, are we like Jeroboam, taking our eyes away from him and putting it on that precious gift or the promises that he has promised him? Because what Jeroboam was saying was the promise that God said, oh, I have this ten kingdom, so I want to sustain it. I want to retain it at all costs. Okay, for me to retain it, I have to make sure that those people, these people never go to the other country, to the other nation, um, to Judah. But that was the very reason, the very act that caused him to miss it. Because in doing that, it, turned, it broke the covenant that God had. It's because all he was required to do was have faith and trust that God will do what he says he was, he was going to do. So every time we lack trust in God, you know, it's seen, it's revealed in our action. We begin to trust in ourselves. Like Jeroboam, he thought that, well, I'll do what I need to do to retain this kingdom. Not only that, he decided to seek advice. You know, the Bible says that, he who trusts in his riches before, but in the righteous will flourish like a like foliage. Also, he said that if he thought anyone would put their trust in man will fail. But Jeroboam decided to do that instead of turning to God, instead of listening to all the things that God had done in the past. And also one of the things that he does, lack of trust causes us to do, is to begin to be anxious, to be suspicious, because Jeroboam was thinking, will it happen? Would I have this kingdom? Or what can I do? So it began to be, it began to be anxious, to be you know, doubtful of the promises of God. And that is what happened when we lack trust. You know, it's so important, even though it's so simple. You know, it, just, it kept being highlighted to me that sometimes all that causes us to lose the promises of God in our life is just a shift of focus, trusting God. Trusting God requires our <clears throat> intentional focus on what He says He will do. He has said it, He will do it. You know, the steps that we need to take it will give us as time goes on. But we don't need to now start putting plans into play to do the things that He wants for us. You know, often we try and materialize God's promises through human effort. We think if I do this and do that, you know, I'll get it. There's no play, there's no planning in itself is not wrong. But when we're planning God's promises for Him, when we're trying to, you know, put it into play, what it is that He's going to do, that's where we begin to feel it. Like Jeroboam, we lost. <clears throat> he lost track of what God wanted him to do. All what God wanted him was for him to trust, you know. And he lost track of that. So trusting, lack of trust causes us to get advice from unreliable sources. His word, his word advises us to, not to put trust in, in God, but the Holy Spirit is there as our confidence. The Holy Spirit is there as our guide. The Holy Spirit is there to teach us everything that we need to know. You know, um, something happened recent well not recent it's a couple of years ago i had a reminder of i was reminded of an something that happened an event or something that happened very when i was much younger now what happened was i was in the shower and i just said a picture was or a, a memory was being brought to my mind i'd forgotten about this memory but i in the in the memory i was being taken to um I don't know if we're Nigerian, well, some of us are Nigerian, I know the, the um, Filipino year understand this, but in the memory, I saw myself, I was being taken to, well, for lack of a better time, term, what do we call it, is it Babalao or whatever it is, yeah, the Havilis. 
and what happened was I saw myself in that I was taken to a room and I was given a shot I was being I was baiting and I remember looking behind and I, I saw like a, a tortoise you know I don't know if you know what tortoise signifies slowness you know and I was thinking is this a dream did, did this really happen but that face that time in my life was the time when I decided to like just trust throw everything into God I didn't want to do religion anymore. I said, God, you know what? I just wanted to have a relationship with you. So I'd really dig my, myself and say, you know what, God? I'm just going to focus on you. I'm going to trust that everything that you've told me to do, you will do it. But anyways, that memory just kept playing. In that, dream, in that memory, I, was, I had a bat you know, in the room. In the bathroom, there was a snail, a, a tortoise there. Then after that, I remember that we're giving something to eat, like a bitter stew kind of thing. And I was, I was confused. I was like... Did this happen or is it quite it, it just played out in your mind i don't know if you've ever remember something that you never ever remember i was thinking what i was so confused but i knew that it was real but how can i not remember that you know so anyway i had months and almost a year and i asked my mom that god was revealing the, 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 as the year and the months when i began to realize that that was a memory that had been closed up from me it actually did happen so i had my mom weeks or months later, almost a year, that this and this happened. What happened? And she's like, what? no, nothing like that happened. That, how can I not remember if something like that happened? I, I do remember it was my stepdad that took me there. And I was like, my stepdad took me there. She's like, no, that I can't eat. She wouldn't have given me. Anyway, she, she, she denied it. But by then, I had come to trust God to know that it was no longer just a, an illusion of my mind, that it was actually a real reality that happened. And I was, the Holy Spirit kept making me understand what had happened without anyone telling me. I was just begin, beginning to get revelation of what happened and how it happened and the reason for it being happening, uh, why it happened. So as the more God fed to me, I, I was so confident, you know, I knew that, okay, this, I had to deal with this. So I prayed about it with cancelled, you know, my husband and I, with cancelled and everything. But I needed to confirm, like, with my mom. With my mom. So she, she denied it. She said that maybe whatever it is I gave me, we're just trying to make up something. Fine. I knew that she was just trying to hide up something. I went to Nigeria in February. And without me even bringing up anything, she just said, sharing with me that this and did, did indeed happen. That what happened was, and I knew that it wasn't for him. In their own ignorance, they were trying to protect me. I was very sickly. I was a very, um, well, very sickly anyways. So in them trying to protect me, they had gone to somewhere, and obviously the, the enemy would never give without taking. You know, and without them realizing, they had compiled. Because I remember growing up in school, I would teach my classmates work, but yet I would feel everything. And I, you know, I was always the last in, the school, in class. And I never understood that, because I, I knew that I understood, but when it came to exam, I would fail, you know. So when all of this revelation came, it made me realize that these are things that happened. So all the, all the dots were not being connected. And came, went home in, in February. That was a lot of revelation. My mom was explaining what happened. So I knew, and it, God had given me the grace to just forgive and forget. It, I know it wasn't from a wicked place. But that wouldn't have happened if I had not taken the step to trust God. You know, because... Not that God won't reveal to us, but would I be, have been capable to even embark on what? Because it required a lot of, a lot of breaking of yokes. It required a lot of, you know, um, committing situation. It required a lot of deep work, you know. So sometimes when we trust God, 
not sometimes when we trust God, it's always for our own benefit. Trusting God allows things that have been rooted and deepened in our life to be unfolded. It begins to share things about all that even we don't know. I, that situation could have happened, you know, and I would have thought nothing about it. But because I, I embarked to trust him, not only did I trust the revelation, but I began to trust the, um, not only did I trust the vision that I had, the reminder, but through all he told me, without me saying anything, my mom was confirming every single thing. And it just made me in awe of God, like, goodness, God, nothing is hidden, you know. And it even strengthened my faith so much more because not only was that revealed, going home was such a revelation of the family, my family also, things that was on the father's side, you know, dream, like, and it just made me realize that trusting God is for our own benefit. You know, Jeroboam had the benefit, had the opportunity to do great things just by trusting him. But he lost it because he decided to trust himself and advice of men. When we trust God, he opens the secret path to us. When we trust God, he lifts situation, turns situation of our life, you know, things that we don't even know. The Bible says that, you know, what? Um, it talks about how when a stronger man goes out and it's, you know, I just... How when even when there's been a deliverance of situation, there's the, 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 the times where we need to understand wisdom to, to clear that path, to make that path perfect so that our future generation does not begin to endure similar situation. When we trust God, it takes, it opens door for us. Just me deciding that God, I don't want to mess about again with my relationship with you. I want you, you know, it opened doors of things I didn't realize. And from that revelation, he began to tell me what it is that he had planned for us as a family, for us as a church. You know, when we trust God, he opens a deep relationship for each and every single one of us. You know, it is for our own benefit that we trust God because in trusting God, we are building faith. In trusting God, we are opening ourselves up to incredible opportunity of the future. The Bible says that it reveals the secret things, you know, to us. Where we trust him, he is able to reveal deep and secret things to us. God will not trust the person who is deliberately back and forth in faith. You know, who has their own personal agenda to seek their own personal gain. But when we trust God, you know, as David did, as Jesus himself did, even as a human being, it begins to cause the impossible to be made possible. Because just through that, my heart of trusting him, so many things, I can't even begin to explain, maybe it's but so many things was unveiled. You know, there was a healing, there was a restoration of relationship. I was able to let go of things. You know, when we trust God, it unburdens us from baggages that we have no clue that we're even carried, that we're even carrying. So it is for our own benefit that we trust God. So whenever he says, I want to do something to it in your life, I want to use you to do something. We should not try to start saying, God, okay, I want to, we shouldn't try and um, we shouldn't try and fulfill his promises to our to our human effort. Do we get that? But we should just trust that his own path he will pay forward. The way to go he will guide us through. We should trust that the Holy Spirit will begin to and um, re- reveal things, his deep and secret things to us. Whatever it is that we are going through, whatever journey it is, no matter what situation may be unfolding, no matter what. Um, how life may be at the very moment, maybe it's through struggle, maybe we are, we are going through struggle, we are going through challenges. 
I just endeavor to just trust him. Because as we trust him, we find out that the whole heavens begins to open to us. Because it begins to see the person that we have. begins to see that, you know what, that child of mine is serious about me. And I'm ready to be serious about him. And trusting is a, is a gradual journey. It's a journey that we take one at a time. So it's something that we have to rush. You know, just like a muzzle, we, we walk it over time. And eventually, we begin to reap the, the, the fruit of it. No one, no man can sustain by themselves without trust. You need to trust your fellow person. You need to trust your spouse. You need to trust your colleagues. You, need to, you know, we cannot live without trust. So how much more God who created us, who, ha- who knows what our future is. In, um, the Americans have this inscription in their currency, in God we trust. And the back story was that they came to a realization so many years, hundreds of years ago. They came to the realization that a country cannot be sustained by itself without trust in the almighty God. So for them to show their commitment to God, they inscribe that in God we trust. So how much more we individual human beings, we know more. The Bible says, he who thinks he stand should take it less his fall. Only through our faith in God, our trust in the Holy Spirit, Him taking us through our daily journey, are we able to be all that He, call, he wants us to be? Because Jeroboam, Jeroboam, he missed out on a lot. His story pains me so much when I read it. This is a man that the God promised for him was that his generation and generation after him will have that kingdom and dominion to rule over Israel. But just by one action, not only did he lose it, but his children after him, because none of his family took that children after him. It was usually a servant that would kill someone. You know, if you look through the story of kings, the throne of king, the kingdom of Israel was never ruled by any family. It was just from one kingdom, one king to another. And if a family tried by the second generation, they would kill them off only because, but if he trusts, if he had trust God, the story will be different. So what would our story be when we decide to commit that trust into God? I just want us to look into ourselves as we just come into the, into the end of this world. That, Lord, how is my heart towards you? You know, just personalize. Like, is there any way? You know, sometimes it could be one area or the other area. Lord, in any way I am not trusting you. I'm trusting in my own strength. In any way that I am... Um, looking at other person to save me you know the bible said that we should put no confidence in the hands in the power of man of any man and that means say that cause is evil puts his faith or his confidence in a man so let's just come bring ourselves before the children of grace this morning